Most of the time, he talks it out with the voices in his head. Other times, he gets an artist to answer his questions, and you get to listen to it here. Welcome to Toad's Tunes. Welcome to another fun episode of Toad's Tunes. Mr. Jackson Mickelson in the house today. Yo, buddy. How are you, sir? Man, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Welcome back to Vegas. It's so good to be back in Vegas. It was snowing in Minneapolis last night. I was just going to ask you how your plane trip was today. Oh, it was a little rough. A little it was, rough? It was a little bit rough. Yeah, I mean, just delays, but that's that's what comes with it. So, right. All good. Dude, um, you're out on a radio tour now. Is this your first one that you've done? This is not. I've no. done a I've done a radio tour before, but this one feels completely different. How come? Well, my first radio tour, I had just signed a record deal, just moved to Nashville. I had this collection of songs. We we put the songs together, released an EP, and then we were like, "All right, let's just go meet radio." And so I went kind of aimless. I mean, we had a plan to meet everybody, but we didn't have a single pick to go to radio. We didn't have an ad date picked, so it was just like go meet them. And see what the response is, and it had it had good feedback. And what, what single was that? Uh, I mean, what, what were you playing there? Rolling, rolling. Okay. So, play- did you just play one song when you went in, or did you play a couple? We played four. So it was rolling, and it was rolling. A song called "And Then Some." I love uh, that song. Boys too. will be, yeah. and down by the river. Cool. And so, uh, I was really you know excited about the music and all that, and we met everybody. But it it wasn't like a a, a full on. This is my single. This is what we're doing. This is the direction. Here's the one, two, three plan. This is, you know, the data that we have that's coming right. back, the, the reaction from people and all that. And um, and now it's like I, I took a year and I wrote 100 songs. It's and, crazy. And I cut my my favorite my favorite 10. And so now I have this collection of music that I'm like, it's from, it's from my heart. It's real. It's me. I don't feel like... If I'm being brutally honest with myself, I feel like before I was writing songs half the time that I, I thought people wanted to hear. Right. And now I'm just, I'm like, forget that. I'm just going to write what I want or I'm going to write what I like. And then I feel like I'm writing stuff that people are actually responding to better. Isn't that funny how that works? Uh, I think that we've said this before. We have an artist that came through here and I sat down with him and he put out the song and he said he put it out for the reason that he knew that people would listen to it and relate to it, mm-hmm. but it's not who he is. Mm-hmm. And literally, and it worked for him. Yeah. It got on the radio. Yeah. But I don't know where he's at today. Yeah. That's <laughs> interesting. That's really interesting. And it, it was it was like a hard thing for me after that first radio tour. And um, Roland was like a good introduction. It, sure. was a, it was a good introduction. The fans sing it every night. It's It's been really fun, especially live. It's just a fun... It's a fun song. I like it and then some too. Thanks, man. Not gonna lie. Not Thank gonna you. Lie. I like that song. I remember playing it in the Rebel Lounge. That yeah. was fun. But uh now it's I just feel like I'm I'm p- kind of doing the same thing, playing four songs at all these radio stations. We just I mean, we did like twelve radio stations in the last five days or something like that. Just <laughs> brutal. Just going. Um, which is great. But now I feel like I'm way more focused and the music is more focused. And, right. the, and the music's more true to who I am and saying what I want to say. And it just feels like this whole new energy is pushing the whole thing, which is which is really exciting. So n- now that you're out with four brand new songs, brand new music. So stay over is clearly one of them. Mm-hmm. One um, at a time is one of them. What's that? One at a time Great is the tune. other. Yeah. I like that one too. And what are the other two? Uh, there's a song I wrote um, for my kids called "One Day." Okay, is that what you were playing today? No, that what? that's that's a song that's not done yet. Uh, we actually just got the master back on it, um, but. Yeah, One Day is a song. When I moved to Nashville, everybody told me, like, you got to be careful since you have kids. 
and you got to be careful, like being in the public eye and all that and how to, how to shelter your family and keep your private life, your private life. And so I listened to that for a couple of years. Right. And then this last year I realized I was like, crap, I can't, I can't keep doing this. There is no separation. It's not, it's not. And it's, it's like, if I'm going to, if I'm going to write, I'm an artist if I'm going to be able to fully tap into who I am as an artist, I have to fully be me, and that's all the time. Right. And so that I can't just say going into a songwriting room with two, two, three people in there. It's like I can't just say, oh, we, let's write about everything but this, and that's what I was doing. Uh -huh. And so I finally got to the point one day that I was like, I've, I've got this idea. I have to get this off my chest and, like, write a song for my kids, and the song just – fell out of me and it's one of it's it's my favorite song i've ever written are you gonna play it tonight i think so cool. i think so we'll read the room it's yeah. uh is it mellow it is mellow cool. it's got a cool vibe to it can and you two-step to it yeah you probably can actually yeah. yeah you should throw it in there so. yeah absolutely that's a good idea so one day is another one and um yeah but stay over has just been connecting really cool yeah it's been so special. we talked a little bit earlier about about the song and um I'm a lyrics guy. I love yeah. to li listen to the lyrics of songs. And that song, I mean, I think uh, I would probably guess that 99.9% .9 of the people in this world today can relate to a situation like that. Yes. And um, why don't you tell the people where it came from? Like, yeah. How, how it came to be. Stay Over, it was, it was actually a really odd, odd way for me because I'm one of those super annoying people that sleeps through the night. I just always sleep through the night, probably yeah. because I travel so much and... Uh, and so it's whether it's a car, plane, bed, it doesn't matter. I can sleep in the corner on the floor when uh, drums are playing. It doesn't matter. I can just sleep. And I, I don't usually wake up in the middle of the night. It's a weird thing. And I'm always like, why am I awake right. if, I, if I wake up? My wife hates it. She absolutely, especially since we have a baby at home, she's like, come on, dude. Um, but uh, <laughs> Go check the baby. You're awake. <laughs> yeah, exa exactly. <laughs> but, uh, but I woke up at 11, like 11.59 on the dot. And I had this idea for a song. And I'm like, what is going on? This has not happened to me. Right. And I, I leaned over and put the idea in my phone. And I I even had a melody. And I like sang. Da -da 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 -da. Did like, she wake up? She didn't wake up. I was like super quiet. Um, I still have the voice memo somewhere. But um, the next day I went to write with two people I would never written with. And I just had, I was like, I've got to write this idea. And I'm trying to explain the meaning of like, the the double meaning of stay over to my wife on the drive to the, to the writing session I'm like okay it's about you know staying over at you know my house but also the relationship can't stay over yeah. like the dual meaning of that and she's not understanding she's distracted by something and she's like babe just go write the song just go write the song and it was cool because usually you go into a room with people you don't know and like the first 45 minutes is like getting to know each other it's talking. a date yeah yeah, it's it's speed dating is yeah. yeah, and then and then all of a sudden you're gonna get down to the nitty gritty of pouring your heart into a song, and create something, pull it out of thin air together. It's cool, but I walked in and I was like, guys, you're gonna like we'll get to know each other. But I just I'm really excited about this idea, and I had it last night, and I explained the whole thing, and it's got this melody, and I'm singing it for them, and I start playing this guitar part, the boom dad and dad and the intro, and the guy the producer jeff pardo he's like wait hold on stop and he he's like we got to start recording this and so he hit record and it was just one of those moments where it was like lightning in a bottle just 
just came out. It just came out, and it connected, and we recorded it. That the vocal you hear on that song is from that day in the studio. It's pretty nuts. And I got the song at the end of the day and sent it to her, and on my drive back home from from being downtown Nashville, and she's like, "Oh my gosh, this is my favorite song that you've ever written. Like this is." This could be the one. It's pretty special. Right. But the hilarious part about it is like three months later, I get a call from her and she's like, I just realized something. And I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, uh oh. And she's like, You mean stay over? And like, you mean another stay over? She's like, There's a dual meaning to stay over. She didn't get it. She didn't get it, but she, it was her still her favorite song. Right. Which is hilarious. And so it's it's uh pretty, pretty amazing. And now it's it's really cool that it's been it's been connecting with the fans, and we've been showing up places, and people are singing it, and I'm like, "It's a good dude. It's catchy." Thanks, I, man. I mean, for me, when I listen to it, it's kind of like, uh, um, whenever you can relate to a song, um, and then take it a step further, and actually knowing you, yeah, um, it just makes it different. I'm proud of it. I mean, for right you, on. thanks, like, man. I I think I asked Todd if you know is anybody picking it up yet? Are they playing it? So I literally last week I called the radio one of the radio stations here and I asked them if they were playing it and they said no and I went why not? And I'll show you my text message it says you guys need to get with the times. Wow! And it's my frustration. That's why Country F Radio does what it does because mm-hmm. the idea that I can take someone that's on terrestrial mm-hmm. and put them right next to someone that needs to be on terrestrial. Yeah. And we have listeners. I that's, mean, and that's so awesome. That's what's that's what's nuts about it for it's me. Awesome. It's that's what the majority of it's all about. But you take a song like that and I look at stuff. Um, um, Chris Bandy, you yeah, know him? Yeah. So he, I, he's one of my buddies. I met him at a hotel room. We did this like this open thing, one of the first times I ever went to Nashville. He came yeah. in with his guitar and he played for us. Right on. And he played Man Enough Now. And right on. Um, I have it on my phone. He had long hair, so yeah. it might have been in a bun. Um, <laughs> I think I teased him then. I'll probably still tease him till the day I die. <laughs> but uh, he just got a deal, Sony New York. Right on. And when he called me, or I called him and said, I don't want to. He called and said that he had some news for me. Told me what it was. He got his deal. My first question out of my, out of my mouth was, are they re-releasing Man Enough now? And he hmm. said, dude, they are. Right and on. I was like, and it was almost like him asking me, why are you saying that? Yeah. And I was like, people need to hear that song. Mm-hmm. They just need to hear it because people can relate to it. It Absolutely. goes, dude, I listen to Stay Over. We, we discussed earlier about the on and off relationship style yeah. of life. And it goes back to everyone's been there. Yeah. Everyone's done it. You yep. get mad at yourself. Even if it Ab- absolutely. ends up being the best thing in the world for you, you get mad at yourself because it shouldn't be like that. Absolutely. It's, yeah, I think it was, uh, sounds like Nashville or um, Taste of Country, one of, one of those uh, put out the their headline for the song was um, something that nobody wants to talk about but everyone can relate to. Yeah, and fair enough. I was like, I was like, wow, that's that's a compliment. I'll I'll take that. And um, I definitely I I definitely felt that way. I was like, this is this is something we're gonna have to write this really well in order for it to come across. And I'm really proud of that. song. You guys nailed it. I mean, Thanks, if you ask, man. I mean, I'm just a, I'm just a kid. But um, Dude, you're you're a music lover. And I that's, am a music, and lover. that's that's <laughs> what it's all about, right there. I, I think the end of the day that that song, uh, when it gets to radio, because I, I I would I would think that it will. When is your ad date for that? Like, no, November 18th. November 18th. Yep. So the process of that, when when you say ad date for the people that don't know, that you guys actually physically send a copy of that music via email or whatever they, to them. They say ship. It's the shipping to radio. Yeah. Right. It's, so we go visit all these all these radio stations and the program directors and the music directors and 
even last week I played a, <laughs> I played one of my songs walking through the sales pit in in one of the radio stations. All the cubicles people are on the phone and I'm singing like just smiling at them. They're like, yeah. "What's going on?" Um, but then we play the music for them and we get feedback and all that. And sometimes there's listeners there. And then at the end of the whole thing, we say, "Okay, well here's the single and this is the date that we're looking to go." Officially, so to that radio. gives them enough time to actually sit back and put it into the rotation if it's something that they look can... at their playlist and figure out, you know, what's falling off, what's what's what else is coming up at the same time, and, right? And Such a that. struggle, yeah. Such a struggle, yeah. It really is. You have ten songs that you say that you have in the bag right now that you yep. love. Do you do you release those one at a time? That's that's something, that's something that I would like to do. That's yeah. that's one reason we put out one at a time first, and then we put out Stay Over a month later, and then we were actually going to release. Um, a song last month, but Stay Over has just kind of been this groundswell of right. reaction, so we're kind of letting it breathe a little bit. Um, and then, but yeah, we'll be releasing more music just in a second. But at the same time, I grew up on albums. Sure. Like, I grew up a massive, like, a bunch of different styles of music fan, but I was a huge Tim McGraw fan, and I remember buying Who? Tim McGraw. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mim McGraw. Um yeah, I remember. <laughs> Tim, I I remember buying his CD at Walmart and looking at the back of the, the back of the album and it said Curb Records, yeah. and that was one of the reasons I wanted to sign with Curb Records because of Tim. Because Tim was my hero, right? And he's um, had a he's had a good career. Yeah, he's he's had a couple songs go for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. couple. Yeah, it's nuts. Couple, couple. So, 35. is your plan to take those ten and actually put them on a on it's, vinyl? It's a, I would love that. I would love that. I'd, it's pretty I'd love, common these days. Absolutely. I'd love... I'd, music's consumed so different today than it ever has been, especially by the younger generation. But at the same time, I feel like there's still enough people out there that want the holistic body of work. It's tangible. And, and for myself, it's like I wrote 100 songs and put so much of my life and my work into that collection of music right that i want i want someone to be able to hear top down like this is this is what jackson did last year so going back to the vinyl thing and then i want to touch on something else um my friend jasmine her and her husband just picked up a a jukebox from 1960s they found a guy here in vegas yeah 80 years old that refurbishes them no way so it works yeah she told me they spent like 2500 bucks on it i don't know what it's going to cost to fix it i go like shit now I gotta buy myself a jukebox because this just sounds really cool. I go, you, they listen to a little bit different music than I do, but I go, are you gonna put your own music in there? Mm-hmm. And it only plays forty fives. Oh my god! So how rad is that? Could you imagine if someone came over to your house and you're like, dude, just you, you go pick it. Yeah, <laughs> and it's legit. That's so cool. Like now I want to go find one. Absolutely. I really, really, really want to go find one. So you have to put out the vinyl. Um, my, I got another question. So like, if you have a hundred songs out there, yeah. do you ever find yourself? Saying, oh, like song, I'm just going to call it 13 and song mm-hmm. 26. Do you swap out pieces or is, are these songs just, they are what they are? They are what they are for the, for the majority, right. like for the most part. What's funny though is like song six and song 75, like you'll hear common threads and common, even like. Oh, God, because they're, it's like a, a test thing for you in a sense. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's really interesting. And there's different combos. You're writing with different combos of writers and all right. that. And so there's like some songs that, Everyone's bringing in influences and all that kind of stuff. It all sounds like me, but also you can tell that there's different influences and different movements. Right. And it's really fun. We were doing that on the drive. We had like a 10-hour drive 
we were on the road with Gary Allen last week, and the I don't know that guy either. And uh, yeah, <laughs> oh, did I just drop that name over there? <laughs> I'll pick it let me, up. Yeah. Let me pick that yeah, up. Yeah, right. I'll, I'll pick it. <laughs> so it yeah, was, there was, it was a couple fun. people at that show. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Couple, yeah, just couple, the stage manager was there. Yeah. But other than that, it um, was your stage manager. Yeah, we listened. We listened <laughs> exactly. We listened to so much music, like in the ten-hour span. Right. And I was playing new music for one of my buddies who was on the road with us, and he's like, "Man." This is so cool to hear stuff that may may or may not ever get heard. Right. Like demos from songs, because we do a demo every day. Like, we'll do it, write the song, and we'll produce it in, the, like, some s- small, like, writer room or studio. Yeah. And then getting to hear, like, that collection of music, it was it was really fun to kind of go back over it. So you have a publishing deal as well? Yeah. Same uh, with Curb? Yep. And do you have a, a record deal with Curb now? I do. And you're booking with? William Morris. Dude, like I think you're there. I'm excited, man. Now you it's, just need to stay the, over. Yeah. Hit the radio. The yeah. world needs to hear it. Absolutely. I really want to want to get a deal with like Hilton Hotels or something like that and you know, stay over at Hilton. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> something like that. Just have some girl and guy get in a fight and then the next day they both meet at the Hilton and they spend the night and <laughs> I'm in the video. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's, That's a TV commercial. Yeah. I won't even charge for it. I'll it's, come out for nothing. Perfect. Perfect. I love it. Dude, what's the rest of 2019 have, have in store for you? Insane. Like, I'm I'm literally, until our ad date, radio ad date, November 18th, I think I'm home like five days. Wow. Like, I'm just going. So we're, we were just out for a couple of weeks, and then I fly back home on Sunday. Hold on. Screw you, Todd, for not coming to Vegas. Okay, yeah. go ahead. Thanks, Todd. <laughs> Thanks. Appreciate it. Um and then I'm home for one day, and then like we go Little Rock, Arkansas, Kansas City, um, all fe- radio, all a bunch of radio stuff. Yeah. How come you didn't hit radio here? Um, I think it was. I think I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know. I I don't know why. That's but, weird because yeah. you were here. I don't know why you wouldn't have flown in. Well, you did fly in at a decent time. I mean, it's still. It was still pretty. But pretty go ahead. Rushing. So yeah. you're going to hit all these other places. Yeah. And yeah. then. Is the rest of the year consumed with radio tour? Pretty much. Really? Pretty much. It's okay. busy. And then we, we have some shows in the Northeast and all that. So it's uh, it's definitely not slowing down. Usually November, December, like, kind of slow, start to slow down. Not for up. you, though. Not, 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 for, not this not year? Not this year, no. Are you um, home for Christmas? I am. You are? Yep. Home for New Year's? I am. This year, I'm, I don't have a show on New Year's for, like, the first time ever. How r- rad and not rad is that? I yeah. mean. I've had a busy year and take take a take take some time. Yeah, off. but I, my wife and I have been married eight years, and I don't think we've ever like spent a New Year's not doing a show. Wow! So that'll be kind of special. If How it, many kids at home? Three. Three. The oldest is eleven. Eleven, seven, and seven months. Dude. Yeah. I know what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For, we forget like every five six years that when you have kid, it's. Uh, you don't sleep very good. No. So, I mean, I do, but she doesn't. I'm not going to say we just got a kid, but it was it's a puppy. <laughs> uh, um, she's 10, maybe 11 weeks. She was born on the 31st of July, so I'll do okay. the math. I'm not feeling like mathing right now. Yeah. But it's been, um, the first couple nights are a little rough. Yeah. We've only had her, uh, this Sunday will be two weeks. Okay. And um, it's like having a puppy. I mean, yeah. a, a baby all, all over again. Sometimes worse. Um, Sometimes worse. Yeah. Cause they don't shit in a diaper. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. I'm um I'm actually bringing the family to Nashville for New Year's. Are you really? I will be in Nashville for New Year's. Austin Burke's getting married. Invited us out to his Dude. wedding. Dude. So, uh, rumor has it that we're staying at the Grand Ole Opry. Not, right. Uh, not Opry. The Opryland. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. um, right there. Have I'm, you ever stayed there? I have. 
Oh my gosh, I love it. We usually in the in the winter we usually take one night and do a little staycation. Should it's beautiful there. It's so awesome. Let the kids run around, go have dinner at some of the restaurants. They have a water park indoors now. They do now. In in order to go to it, you have to buy a room. You have to stay in the room. Really? Mm -hmm. Or at least book a room. Right. Yeah. You don't. I guess you don't have to stay. But Heather has a friend that used to work here that moved there. So um, she gave us rates that are. Probably pretty good. Hey, we can make. Can she have more friends? <laughs> yeah, we can. It's make funny that. because I've been waiting for Austin to tell me the the dates and what the room block is yeah. under, so we're all in the same area, yeah, so yeah. she can send the email and Absolutely. see if and see if she'll t- take care of us. But it was funny. One of the first trips that we went there, we booked the rooms. They're expensive. Heather ended up talking to her somehow, and they ended up discounting our rooms. And wow. then we went back again because um, my boy Lucas Hogue, fuck that guy. He. Uh, Told me to stay on Demumbrium at that uh, the Hilton right there, uh, not the, Hilton, the um, Holiday Inn. Yes, he said because they fixed the outside, so he assumed the inside would be great. Uh-huh. We ended up back out at um, Opryland Opry, <laughs> again because it was probably the worst place I've ever stayed. In. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I would have rather have camped than stay there. That's place. hilarious. He goes, but I thought they fixed it. I yeah. was like, so they didn't. Now, yeah, now, yeah, that's another thing for good old Lucas. There you go. But I just kind of like get the giggles that that I get to go there for New Year's. I'm bringing Alyssa. Heather's been there, obviously, a few times, but um, Alyssa's never been there. Oh, she's going to love it. That's yeah. the time to go, to. They decorate. Have you been during Christmas? during Christmas? Okay, yeah. One of the first times we went there was during the holiday. It wasn't right at Christmas, but everything was... you got to have, like, breakfast with the Grinch. They do the ice thing where right. you walk through, and they do, like, a different theme every year. I think last year was Rudolph, and it's, like, all these gigantic ice sculptures, like huge like stories tall right they bring in all these all these people from china come over and they just make these massive it's not a small place oh it's gigantic it's like the size of nashville and it's just outside nashville it's crazy um other than tim mcgraw i'm gonna take him out of the mix because i already know that you adore that guy um (laughs) if you could put together a show yeah and um just let's take four artists that you'd like to play with where would it be and who would you want to play with like Guys that you've looked up to yeah. other than... I mean, I guess I can leave Tim in there because he's... Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, venue would be Red Rocks. Yeah. yeah. I've been there twice. Yeah. Never seen a show. I haven't either. I've been there I've been there a handful of times. I've actually, like, run the stairs yep, and exactly. stuff. Yeah, exactly. My buddy... My, my best friend, Nick, lives in Denver, and I, um, I've been there a few times with him where we just go and we look at... It, stood on the stage, and I'm just like, man, this... Soaking it all in. Yeah, yeah. It's dope. Either there or the Gorge the in gorge. Washington. Like, those are... You've probably seen shows there. Oh, yeah. Because you grew up there. Yeah, exactly. So probably Red Rocks, though, just because I've never seen a show. And and that's, like, such a cool experience. So Red Rocks, McGraw would have to be on it. Um, One Republic would be on it. That's nice. I love One Republic. Yeah. Um, My hero, like, my first show that I saw when I was five, I'd probably have to go all the way back to that, is Colin Ray. Oh, wow. Yeah. he, He and his brother rolled through my hometown and they were it wasn't even Colin Ray they were the Ray brothers and they Way stopped early. they yeah they stopped and played at this dive bar called the Lamplighter and played for tips but they made more money on tips than they were making anywhere else so they stayed for a year and they <laughs> house wrote, band yeah they were the house band and they they like wrote all these songs and people just came out and they kept building it and eventually they got booked to play to headline the Benton County Fair which is my hometown county fair and my mom's friend played drums for them and so I was five in the front row seeing this show. Wow. And just lost my mind. I was like, this, if I didn't even know doing that was a thing. I was like, right. that's what I want to do. I want to be that guy. Yeah. So I'd say Colin Ray, One Republic, Tim McGraw. That's a really interesting 
um, pairing there. Good dynamic, though. Yeah, good dynamic. Absolutely. And One Republic show is just unbelievable. Never seen it. It's insane. It's good, huh? Yeah, like in incredible. Give me a new artist that you'd throw on there. Someone that, that is younger than you that's c- coming up that people should look out for that you'd like to take with you. Man, that's a really great question. I'm, I have to I have to pull up to look and see what I've been listening to. Um, it's one of my favorite things about this radio station is we get people that request music. We get artists that send their stuff in and people that we've never heard of before will send their stuff in and um, we have an email address that we tell everyone to send their music in if we like it. We just start to play it. And we've yeah. had a couple artists that send their stuff in and they're like, how do we get our stuff played? Yeah, and, absolutely. You know what song, I've been, what song I've been really kind of jamming to is... This this song called "Love by a Country Boy." Have you heard that song? No. It's a kid named uh, Trey Landon. I I know who Trey Landon is. Yeah, he has a song called "Love by a Country Boy." My my buddy Kyle wrote the song, I think, and I just love that. It's like, girl, you ain't been loved till you've been loved by a country boy. Da 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 da. But I always have that hook stuck in my head. Right. And so I like Trey. I like he's kind of got a a unique thing going on, and you know also there's a girl named Tennille Arts. I know Tennille. She's played here before. Has she? Yeah. Her new song, um, somebody, Some, somebody, somebody's daughter. No, no that's Tennille that's Towns. Tennille Towns. Uh, somebody you loved or some something like that. Um, I'll, I can pull it up, but her new song is awesome. Yeah. It's really good. And I, I sent it to my wife the other day, and I was like, this is really cool. There's a lot of good females that are coming out now that are literally just, uh, I mean, obviously the Lindsay L's of the world. But mm-hmm. um, I went to uh, the ACM Honors Show in um, Kaylee Hammock. Oh, my God. <laughs> that girl whole can nother sang. Level. Whole nother level. I just sat there the whole time and was like, mouth open, just going, uh. She's, uh, she's a superstar. Huge. She's unbelievable. Uh, and it helps that she's on uh, the same record label as like Dirks, Luke, oh, yeah, John doesn't Party, hurt, right? Keith Urban, Lady Antebellum. I like, don't know any of those. Guys. Yeah, never heard Carrie of Underwood's now on that label. Who's that? Yeah, I don't know, but oh, no. yeah, they just got to throw Taylor Swift on there, and you're good to go. Yeah, right? Tyler who? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know Tyler. I don't know no Tyler Swift. He sounds nice. <laughs> sure does have a pretty smile. Yeah, <laughs> but Dude. Kaylee's a superstar. I, I was I was blown away, and I think that's like um, I look at stuff. I think. You look at music and you look at the industry, and for me, it's always I've always watched the successful people are uh, obviously they're good songwriters. Someone behind them is, but yeah. they're attractive, they're good yeah. to look at. But then you take a guy like Luke Combs who comes out of the box and just blows you all out of the water. Unbelievable! I mean, I'm not saying I'm wearing a Ray Fulcher shirt right now, but yeah. I know that. Um, Come on, dude. Yeah. This guy. Yeah. Like Ray Fulcher is one of those dudes that he. I, I brought him out here for ACMs this year. Yeah. Um. Blew me away. Yeah. Super nice guy. And then to come to find out that uh, he's a writing fool. Yes. A writing fool. And what's so cool is like those, that's humble. That string of hits that he wrote with Luke is like so, it came at such a cool, like hearing Luke tell the story of like people wouldn't write with Luke Combs. Right. And so he just wrote with the people who would and they've become his team. And Monsters. look and look at that like five number ones in a row. Yeah. Like dude, in his new album that's coming out, I look back, I think uh Ray released something the other day, they like, said like five or six cuts off of it's it. Awesome. And you just sit back and go, Well, so Josh Miranda was just here. Um mm-hmm. he was one of the writers on Somewhere on a Beach. Yeah. And you sit back and my favorite piece to this part of it all is that you get to learn stuff yeah. about about where your history is and yep. what you've done and Miranda brought up something he was like 
He's like, that song, um, Somewhere on a Beach, he goes, wrote it on a beach. He goes, that song afforded me to buy a condo on a beach. That's awesome. Where we wrote the song. And I'm like, dude, that's what this is all about. You look at the stories. It so is. I was telling him, and I believe he had already heard the story, but um, Red Atkins yeah. uh, tells the story of his first time in Nashville. Went into a bar. Some dude's playing guitar up there. They start shooting the shit and ends up being fucking Kenny Chesney. Crazy. And now Rhett's kid is yeah. out on the road with that same dude. And yeah. you just sit back and I say this every single time. My favorite thing about this industry and in this genre, per se, mm -hmm. is that you good people, I'm saying you. Thanks. You guys hang out with good people. Yeah. And there is a separation. I've learned. We've been doing music here just shy of four years, the wow. way we do it every Friday yeah. and the way we're getting our hands dirty yeah. with what we're doing. I've been in music 20-plus years yeah. doing what I love to do with independent bands and working them up. Absolutely. Um, but the way you guys champion each other, there's no other genre of music that does it. And Josh said it well. Travis Denning said it well. Riley Green said it well. These are the guys I just talked to in the last two weeks. Yeah. Um, when your buddy puts out a single... Mm -hmm. You tell your friends and oh, your absolutely. fans to go listen to your buddy's song. Absolutely. Name one other genre that does that. There's, there's, there's not, not. There's not. And there's I not. think Nashville's just that welcoming town. And New York and L.A. aren't like that. No. And I think what Nashville understands is we, we all share fans. Yeah. It's not like if you're a Jackson Mickelson fan, then you're not a Riley Green fan. Right. You know, it's like people are, most people are going to like all of us. Sure. You know, or sure, they might pick and choose some, but... Why not? Like, why not? Welcome to the family. We're all doing this. We're all in this together, dude. Like, I'll I help I help you. You help me. We're all calling, we're all coming up together, dude. All boats rise. Jim Gist, exactly. Uh, one of the guys behind Country Fan Fest up in Tooele, Utah. Yeah, I sat with him one night, and he 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 tells me he, he you you put this team together. Yeah, and all boats rise. And Absolutely. It's, and it's the attitude. I share that knowledge and I share that verbiage a lot now because that's really what it is. Where we're at today and what we're doing here at Stoney's. Chris and I have these conversations of things, and I open doors for him. He opens doors for me, and I just look at it in a sense of, dude, we're all, Absolutely. we all just keep going. And that's what it's about. And I love this industry. Um, we used to joke about me and my buddy Nick Apolito. Matt was involved with it. My buddy Holmes, who's still in radio today. Mm -hmm. um, I used to do shows at the House of Blues. I would yeah. four-wall it. And I would bring independent bands in, and it, the struggle was real. Yeah. But I was fortunate because I would take the best band in LA, the best yeah. band in San Diego, and bring them here to play at House of Blues with the best band in Vegas. Right on. And then I would share shows. Yep. But you know what? When I was done with those shows, those bands forgot who I was. Hmm. So we always joked about, I made a band name up and I made this show, and we did those things. The band was called The Waffer. Yeah. So Homie and I had a, he had a radio show, and I would go on all the time. Yeah. It was called It Hurts When I Pee. Uh, so it was a new music show. But we'd always say we call ourselves Walked Over yeah. all the time. Yeah. W-O-F-R was the name of this band that never existed. Yeah. But it was Walked Over. Well, Nick worked at Bally's, and okay. he would give the bands that would come to town free rooms. Yeah, right on. Walked Over, That's free rooms, Waffer. That's great. So one of the bands that came from this town, the big band in this town, yeah. got a deal with RCA. They go to Canada, they record, they come back to here, they play the show. Yeah. Well, they didn't want to bring another band and put another band on it because they didn't want to show any favoritism to the hometown yep. people. But guess what? Good old Toad and Nick Ippolito, my buddy Holmes Poozer, we put together this flyer for the band called The Waffer, yeah. and they're opening for this band that That's wasn't getting any. It was a joke. Yeah. 
we were saying up yours to everybody just mm, to show you. Genius. It raised such a stink in this town. Really? The day of the show, we put out on the, on the, the, the internet was still around. It was, I had a website back then that was pretty po- popular amongst the indie bands. And uh, we put a, a thread out that said, hey, we have to cancel the show. Our singer's got a, he's got a problem with his voice, so it's just going to be this band by, by themselves yeah. that's playing. Yes. And every band in this town was talking crap. Like, wow. This band's never played in Vegas, and they're getting yeah. to do this, and they're getting to open for the, because I went all, all out. I did flyers and everything. That's hilarious. But I go back to this industry where I look at, or this genre, I look at it. It never ceases to amaze me that every day I can go on Instagram mm-hmm. and I can watch my stories. And yep. every one of you dudes at some point in this is sharing one of your friend's songs yep. Yep. that just got released. It's what we do. It's what I we do. It. And yeah. you guys don't ask. That's what the neatest thing is. There's no, hey, man, will you share this? Yeah. Doesn't I, I haven't been privy to that, but yeah. I don't believe that exists. I just think that when you guys hear something new yep. and you guys really like it, yeah, share it goes it. out there. Yeah, that's what it's all about. You want your buddies to do well. Yeah, well, it's good for the it's good for the genre, and I think that you look at the other stuff. They go out there and they say, "Oh, well, this could hurt me." Yeah, exactly. Because that's all they're thinking about. Yeah, they're not thinking People about it as a whole. People are just grasping on to their their fan base and their their little lane. Yeah, and not. Not thinking about the whole picture. I just don't get it. It's so. a bummer. But yeah. you don't have to get it. I don't, that's right. Come on, country music. You're in a good bucket. Absolutely. Dude, thanks for the time. Dude, thank you. Tell people how to find you online. You can find me on Instagram at Jackson Mickelson, Facebook, Twitter, FarmersOnly.com. <laughs> um, <laughs> you don't have to be lonely. <laughs> not really. You, you, you can you, stay over. Yeah. <laughs> you, I'm not on FarmersOnly.com, but my drummer is. You Hold can on. find him. Anymore. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. That's the end of this one. Go ahead. Roll credits. Recorded by Toad. Produced by Toad. Booked by Toad. Voiced over by Toad. You know what? Toad would just like to go ahead and take this moment to thank you so that he doesn't have to go back and do his real job. 